0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I've got another great story about intermittent fasting, but in this one, we dig deep and talk about some lies we've been told that made us fat. Keith McDonald is from Canada, and he's my guest, and you'll get to meet him right after this. Arkansas is the natural state, and we have so much to be proud of. Those of you listening outside the state, just come on over and see us and see what we have to brag about. And let's talk about our rice. We're known as one of the top producers of rice in the country, And the top producer of rice, one of them, is not too far from us in Central Arkansas. It's Ralston Family Farms. Now guys, people think I'm making this up when I say this. They've been farming for 10 generations. Now there are three generations farming on the property there in Atkins, Arkansas. But I'm telling you, these people know what they're doing and that's why their rice is sold all over the world. Not an exaggeration because it is now sold in China. Yeah, right. So Costco has it. Your favorite grocery store has it. If your favorite grocery store doesn't, go to RalstonFamilyFarms.com and check the link there of where you can find it and go ahead and order some. You will be so glad you did. A proud sponsor of the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is Ralston Family Farms. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever
1: since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher.
0: Okay, so here we are. Another successful intermittent fasting story. I saw you, Keith, on uh, one of the chat groups, one of the Facebook groups we're in, and I saw your before and after I'm looking at your after now, but people can't see you unless they're watching on YouTube. So let's tell them the story of your amazing transformation. When did it start? And how much weight have you lost?
1: Uh, So total, total weight loss from before fasting was actually more. So my highest weight ever was 317 pounds. So today I weigh in between I, I call myself a set set zone. So I have like a 185 to 190 zone is where wow. I sit at that's where I sit at today.
0: And how tall are you?
1: I'm short. I'm five eight and a half.
0: That's great though. I mean, yeah. three seventeen on a man five eight and a half. Yeah. You're you you gotta tell me that your your knees hurt, your feet hurt, your hips hurt, everything about your body had a hurt. That's a lot of weight.
1: It was a ton of weight. So I was definitely, definitely always in a pain, but I was, it was chronic pain. When yeah. when you have chronic pain, you don't know that you're in pain. So it's Isn't just,
0: that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The brain must pr- protect us in some way that we just get accustomed to feeling bad. Because I know you hear it all the time. I hear it all the time with, especially my fasting clients, even if they've been doing it a month, they'll go- Oh my gosh, I feel better. I didn't know I felt bad. Yeah. And and there's maybe 10 or 20 pounds, but it's just what inflammation does to the body. Mm. So how did you get introduced to the intermittent fasting lifestyle?
1: It's pretty simple. So for me, it happened in 2019. So I'm also a celiac. Oh. So my diet's been restrictive since about 2013 or so.
0: So it you were eating a gluten-free diet and still weighed 317 pounds which is a good reminder for people listening going gluten-free isn't a necessarily a weight loss panacea
1: gluten-free is not a magical diet like no. a lot of people think mm-hmm. if, if anything mm-hmm. i'd argue that gluten-free is more high in sugar than not
0: well especially because of what you get in the grocery stores is crap yeah and they have to add so much to it because gluten is magical and it and it's a binder and it it makes foods delicious, but sadly, it makes me have arthritis in my big toe. And, you know, it we think even contributes to dementia and some other cognitive issues. So that's a good thing just for your health. But that's a great reminder, Keith, that um, you were probably picking up those gluten free snacks thinking, I'm gluten free, I'm fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I still had that nasty addiction to sugar. So anything that gluten free, if it tastes good, yeah. it's like, oh, right because everything yeah. wants to mock the the crazy yeah. tasting hyper palatable foods that are out there so really what happened so back to your question in 2019 i was at my friend's house and he actually made me some hamburgers on the barbecue because I, I started keto and it was okay i was often on keto for quite a like many times
0: because you were pursuing a weight loss regimen it sounds like right
1: I've been pursuing weight loss regimen okay. since I was seven. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: okay. But you haven't you weren't 317 at seven. But I guess as a no. child you had probably I, I'm assuming then you struggled with your weight.
1: I did. Uh when I was eleven, I was over 200 pounds.
0: Wow. I, I mean you weigh less than you did at eleven. Yes. Yeah, that I mean, that's mind blowing. I want people to think about that just a minute. The life you led, and you're a young man because you know I'm up in years. So anybody under forty, okay. assuming I don't know how old you are, but you're a young man. That's a long time to suffer emotionally and physically with a disease, a disease, a condition called obesity.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay, sorry, I keep interrupting you, but no, it was 2019, yeah. and you were trying to go keto. You're going to eat those burgers without the bun.
1: Yeah, of course. and Without the bun and plain, nothing, no ketchup, no anything like that, because that's just what Ugh. you do. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, within the first bite, I knew because it was so good, and I'm like, there's something in this. There's weed, isn't there? So that's that's the thing you got to really look at is these frozen store-bought burgers that my friend, he was trying to be nice. There was weed in it. And
0: was there really? Yeah. In a fr- fr- well, why is somebody getting a frozen store bought burger? You know, you just go to the grocery store and you put them in little things about like that.
1: You would, okay? You would think Got so. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so wow, it but- was that day that I just said I, I like, I, I don't want to feel like this anymore, and it was just like a switch went off in my head, and I was just like, "That's those that my enough moment." I call it.
0: Your what moment?
1: My enough. I've had enough.
0: Oh, enough. Right. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. So um when you're 11 years old and you weigh over 200 pounds
1: mm-hmm.
0: w- tell me about your your uh, DNA, your family. Mom and dad, were they both overweight?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So it was a norm for the McDonald family.
1: <laughs> you can say the least, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, that
0: I mean it's the same thing with any of our thinking. I mean when we're raised in it, we think doesn't everybody have this? No, and then you get outside of yourself and outside of your family and you realize that was some crazy thinking we had, that obesity was normal.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. The, the biggest thing with me that I found growing up is I lived off a lot of, uh, I don't know what you guys call them down there, but up here we call them Mr. Noodles or Ramen Noodles. Oh, so <laughs>
0: that you talk about crap in a package yeah. and they're, uh, I mean, how do you think I got through college? They were 29 cents. Well, we all you do. Know. Yeah. And they, there is so much poison in that little packet of seasoning, number one. Yeah. And number two, the noodles are wheat noodles. And they're, and it's all, it, it, I mean, what you mentioned earlier, the term hyper palatability is something people need to understand as they listen to this mm-hmm. or anything in the health realm that the re, you know, those ho-hos are so good because the hyper palatability The problem with that is the brain sometimes then doesn't recognize satiety and fullness.
1: So yeah, those corporations like to hack our dopamine hormones to make everything feel so good. So then when we have that initial bite of whatever that food is, it's like, yeah, it's like a high and just say, Oh, and then you want more and you just can't stop. Yeah, true. Like like that Pringles can once you pop, can't stop. Right. That's designed. They have the workers at the corporations that design it so we don't stop eating them. And that's what right. they want us to do.
0: So th- let's go back to being 11 years old and being yeah. overweight. Cause I, I don't, I think a lot of our uh, society now is seeing that, but when you were younger, they're probably, and you're in Canada, right?
1: I'm in Canada. Yeah. I'm on okay. the West. I'm on the West coast.
0: Oh, beautiful part of the world. Beautiful part of the world. Um, But there probably weren't, a lot of peers who were overweight at that time. Do you remember?
1: Oh, I can remember. I was always the biggest kid in my class and there was very few, like maybe three or four of us in the whole class out of 30 kids.
0: Now I bet if you went back to that same classroom or anywhere in the West, really the planet now, it's not just a Western thing of excess. It's, um, box foods and crap and high insulin, all that. um, You'd see more than three or four kids. Now, if you go through a classroom of 30 kids, which teachers are saying that's too many in one class, but that's how it is. um, You probably see, I bet 20 kids that are getting close. Not, and I don't know if that age, but the older they get, the more fat people that are in a group of people. And I want to say this, Keith, as people are listening this isn't a judgmental thing on the way people look. I don't care the way you look, mm-hmm. but it, it you and I know it affected your health. Being overweight is a warning sign. It's a flag that's going up that's saying something is wrong. And there are a lot of things to discuss. Um, I, I just read a book. I haven't talked to Jen Stevens about this book. It's called Why We Get Sick. Have you read that yet?
1: uh no uh, that's ben bickman right mm-hmm. he's yeah. the
0: phd researcher um and obviously he and dr fung work together in fasting seminars but if people could understand because the one thing intermittent fasting does and you can attest to this it helps you understand it helps you look upstream as to why you are fat right because yes it is the pringles can but it's so much more than that and dr bickman says the Holy Grail is insulin levels. And insulin levels then dictate when you eat what it's going to do to your body. And so you had high insulin levels, probably to begin with. Do you feel like you ate a lot as an 11 as a a preteen and then a teenager?
1: Uh, I did. I did. Of of course, because that's I buried my emotions in eating. Right? That's how I knew how to cope, right? I celebrated with that anything stress. Mm-hmm. I, I was a stress eater. I was a closet eater. I remember as a kid, I would actually take these, you know, those Kraft cheese slices in the, in the square and little plastic package. Yes,
0: they are also poison, but go That's ahead. Right. <laughs> I, I, I right. would
1: actually take them and I would eat them and I'd go under the table in the kitchen and eat them. And then. OK,
0: that I'm yeah. a mother. That kind of makes you want to cry. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I'm just sorry. Why do you think you did that?
1: I was ashamed of eating. You know, it yeah. was, it, there, there was a lot of that stuff. And yeah, it, it was sad. Like, like I look back, it was sad. But I, I think part of it was uh, at the time my stepdad he was very guarded of his cheese slices and he, would, <laughs> he would get upset when they disappear and he didn't know what was happening. So of course I would want them and go eat them.
0: <laughs> so uh, do you have siblings?
1: I do. Yeah.
0: And what did they think of the new and improved Keith McDonald.
1: Um, I really don't know what they think because we're kind of in different planets ever since COVID happened. So we're yeah. um, opposite stuff.
0: Everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that terrible that something like this has divided our families? It has. I think everyone listening pretty much has some division about it. I know my family definitely does. We're, we're recording this in November. And with Thanksgiving coming up, I mean, I'm sure it's going to come up at the table somewhere (laughs) We have several tables, several of the tables. But you're right. It it has divided. Um, But I will say one thing Mm -hmm. in their defense, because I'm making an assumption about your thinking. But in their defense, obesity is a comorbidity and they overweight. People should be should be afraid of that virus
2: I, because I, that's who
0: a, and people of a certain age group I definitely see that 100% so that. Yeah.
1: one guy that I follow I don't know if you know him he's known as metabolic Mike or Mike Mutzel
0: no but I'm writing him down right now yeah, for he, show
1: notes. he's uh he's he's all about being metabolically fit so oh, that's good you're familiar with Dr. Saladino
0: no, but I'm putting that one down okay.
1: too. <laughs> so he wrote a book called The Carnivore Code. So I oh
0: yes, 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 yes. I know that book.
1: Okay, right. so his food has changed since his book. Actually, so he's not so um, I'll call it orthorexic because that's right. where where I was, and I've kind of went down a different path on my diet, so right. to sort of speak. But definitely, my Mike Mutzels, is who I follow, and back to that. COVID-19 stuff that we're referring to. I assume you're not going to get flagged for me saying that too much, but
0: we're fine. Okay. But I, I, I mean, it's crazy how <laughs> we are. Our speech is being hindered is. by what we all are thinking. Yes. Or those of us in the health space. Yes. It's a shame. It's a shame, but go ahead. You're it, fine.
1: It's about being metabolically healthy. Right. So I think, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I did personally get vaccinated. Right. I'm all
0: about freedom and your choice. That's great.
1: But for me, I almost feel like I was uh, forced just so I can participate in society, which is a different mentality. And I think there's a lot of us in my camp where it's like, well, do I get it? Do I not? What's the risk for me? If we're talking pre 2019, it would have been a different choice because I knew that my obesity was the problem. Absolutely. So that's where it really falls in. So if you're if you're obese or you're diabetic or you have sugar issues or metabolic issues or chronic health issues, it's probably worth your investment to get that shot. I would think right. because it'll help. Right. It will help you in the long run. But if you're healthy like me and you, right, and you're metabolically healthy. Why why do you need something like that added? And we should have that choice.
0: Well, that's kind of what intermittent fasting, I think, has given us the Mm -hmm. freedom to do to make the choices, because we also realize, Keith, that we were lied to by big pharma and we are being lied to by food manufacturers. And so (laughs) with that decision making in front of us, we like to have the autonomy to make choices for our body. And that is especially what I'm going to eat. That's why there are a lot of places I won't even eat. You know, I, I you typically you won't see me in a fast food restaurant or drive through. But if someone else does, I don't care. I don't care what anyone else does. I'm just saying for me, it's not the best fit because, you know, we'd like to say, love the foods that love you back. And those foods at those fast food restaurants don't love me back because they're made cooked in bad seed oils and they're highly palatable and all those things. So it's the same thinking because I'm thinking why I had a weight problem. Now, my thyroid did die about 20 years ago. And that, that is what... So I did have a metabolism issue. I, had an auto, I have an autoimmune. I have several autoimmune conditions. But they're the best doctors I've ever seen because of things like my weight's great. My insulin's the lowest my healthcare provider has ever seen. Because after I read Beckman's book, I went and got it tested. I, I'm a health coach. So I was with my health coaching group. And and so I, I just said, guys, you've got to learn about... Insulin is the root of so many evils in our body. And so we all got tested and my healthcare provider said, I mean, even flagged it, that it said it was too low. And so I reached out to Bickman and said, look, I just read your book. You changed my life. But oh my gosh, my insulin is 2.2. It flagged it because it should be, it it has it from 2.5 to like 25. Now he wants it at five and Mark Hyman wants it at five or six Mm -hmm. to be, metabolically flexible and healthy and all those things dr bickman am i going to get dementia because one research said you can get dementia from having it too low and he said i've done all and he's done all the research he's a phd he is And this uh, is what he studies. I, I call
1: bickman uh stephen hawking is to physics Doctor, <laughs> doc, dr bickman is to insulin
0: it's the truth it is Y'all, if you don't get any other book this year, like I've said it to so yeah. many people, I, I just said, and stop listening to or watching or listening to many people who don't have the insulin training. I'll I'll use that caveat. I'm sorry, I'm going all over the map. No, that's but okay. There's just a lot of things. I, I did that, I
1: did want to say something though to to your comment yeah. a minute ago about big pharma lying. Yeah. So for me, one important factor in 2008, when I was weight at my heaviest, I went to my doctor, of course, because that's what you do. And I was in a very bad depression. And I remember specifically because I was fighting weight. I was 235 at the time. What was I given in that 15-minute session? Here's some SSRI medicine. In three months... So How three, much
0: weight did you gain? <laughs>
1: in three months, I went from two thirty to three seventeen.
0: Are you kidding me? No. Okay, let that sink in just a minute. Yeah. Though I will tell you, antidepressants do a wonderful job when they're needed.
1: They have they have their time, but we really have to look at what the root cause was. Because for me, right? You know what I believe it was? What? Insulin resistance.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that, at the, says that time, too.
1: at the same time. So here, here's a, here's a weird theory that nobody can, if there's somebody out there listening to this, that can actually prove my theory. I think low testosterone in men is very similar to PCOS in women.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Have you read well, it's the, the opposite. book? Have you read the book uh, PCOS plan by Dr. Nadia Patagono with Dr. Jason Fung?
0: No, but I will, because that mm. is, I just got in a Facebook brawl with a girl the other day. Okay. She said, um, I've got PCOS, da, da, da. And I said, do intermittent fasting. It's cure. She read me the right act said, how dare you? There is no cure for PCOS. Yes, and I is. went, well, Dr. Bickman, and doctor, I knew Dr. Fung had that philosophy. I mean, endocrinologist, he's not an endocrinologist, but a nephrologist and a PhD researcher. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she read me the right act. And so I, I was looking for, and I, in fact, I tattled to one of our intermittent fasting brethren. Yeah. And so what do I do? She sent me three YouTube videos immediately and said, "It we have the science. But this is what I've realized, Keith, people don't want to take the responsibility to fix themselves and they want to say, but this is what my doc, this is the magic pill my doctor gave me that made me gain 60, 70. I can't yeah. do math, whatever, however many pounds, or this is the doctor. This is the pill that was supposed to help me when it's kind of like when Dorothy got to Oz, <sighs> you know, it, it's all here. You have nah. it here. And that's what I think um, we're talking about. Okay. PCOS playing, uh Fung is a, co-author I'm writing all this down for yes yeah she
1: she's she is really good so because what I what I found for myself because I'm a knowledge guy I really love to like capture the knowledge so for women uh, the other doctor that I follow a bit is Dr. Mindy Peltz do you know her?
0: I love her
1: yeah so her and uh, Dr. Nadia Patagonia they're really good in that space I find okay good as far as scientific knowledge I find uh-huh but it's it's back to that point. I was also diagnosed with hypogonadism. So oh. and let me reiterate that idiopathic hypogonadism—that's what they call so, it. So
0: meaning we don't know the cause of why your male hormones, yep, are hypo, being low, mm-hmm. aren't working.
1: Correct. And of course, and we all
0: know we all know why
1: we all know why. Insul- it was it, for me looking back—it was insulin resistance was messing Absolutely. with my hormones and do you Absolutely. think that they would have tested my sugar or my insulin? Nope. Of course not. Cause I didn't present the symptoms. So why the question is that we have to ask. So here, here's something I did last week. So I actually called up my doctor. This is on Friday. Today's Monday. So three days ago I called him up and he said, Oh, what's going on? Cause it's all telephone appointments now. All right. And I said, well, it's been a year. And I need to get my blood tested again to check. So I still, as myself, knowing I'm healthy, I still check my blood. Absolutely. And it's surprising to them. And I told him, too. Here, here's one thing I told him. I said, by the way, my LDL will probably be elevated because I'm a faster and I'm a carnivore. And I, I read him the riot act this time. I said, don't give me that statin talk. Because I don't want to hear about it. I don't Please. believe in that hypothesis because I've actually heard all about that stuff. So another amazing author I like is Gary Taubes, uh-huh. who talks all about that. And I also, Ken mm-hmm. Berry, Dr. Ken Berry has some really mm-hmm. good LDL videos out there as well. Right. So that, that's kind of my point is just because our doctor says so doesn't mean that it's golden rule. I'm not advocating for people to take your medicine and throw it in the trash, but definitely do your research.
0: This is not medical advice. I this would like to go ahead and say advice, that. This is medical advice,
1: yes. Disclaimer.
0: Well, my my uh, a physician I follow here in yeah. Arkansas, and she is leading the movement for the type of thinking, free mm-hmm. thinking we like, and she's a medical doctor. She said, what you're doing, she said, let me remind you, just because you have an MD, a degree, a medical doctor mm-hmm. degree, um, she goes, we're really good. And I think she said- pharmacology, meaning we can dose really well, and we're really good with maybe um, chemistry equations. But she said, other than that, I mean, she does, but she goes, we didn't learn, or, or in the US, we didn't learn a lick about nutrition. We didn't learn a lick about alternatives, or homeopathic, or naturopathic, or just alternatives other than the magical pill, the pill for the ill. So and though I, I have great respect for the the medical the healthcare providers I go to, um, and that's about it, <laughs> you know, because they they speak my language. So mine I do have to remind sometimes because my LDL does come up, um, and I go and I think Mindy Pell says it too. Oh, there's another one, Doctor Rimka, R-I-M-K-A. She's in Atlanta. She's a chiropractor. She's fabulous bad A-S-S-S-S-S-S. Just, she's amazing. But she says, great, your cholesterol's up, means your sex hormones are working. (laughs) And so for, it's true. She, because she tells the story. She said she, like a lot of these people who've been healthy and thin for years Go, I've been fasting before it was cool. I've always Mm -hmm. eaten eaten in a time-restricted manner. Mm -hmm. And Dr. um, Rimka says that when she was, A vegan. (laughs) She was as sick as she's ever been. She had PCOS. She had cystic acne, ballooned up, infertile. When you have PCOS, you often then infertility is connected to that. Mm -hmm. Again, high insulin. So she is now strictly carnivore. She's the size of this pen. She is um, 40, I think she's about 46 or seven. She really has the body of a teenager her eyes are clear, her skin looks great and her cholesterol's high and she goes, and I'm thrilled, you know? And so that's yeah. just a good thing. So any, if I do get pushed back and I usually don't, cause my healthcare provider does understand my philosophy. We don't, we don't agree on everything, but it doesn't matter because you can't, now they're not going to make me take a statin. Are they, if this government gets involved and start making <laughs> you and I take statins, I'm going someplace else.
1: Oh yeah. But, I'll be, I'll be bailing too. It won't be just right, you. But,
0: that's right, but the philosophy is, cholesterol is not the boogeyman. And again, this is not medical advice, but there are a lot of people of high cholesterol, but my insulin again is 2.2. So what that my LDL is a little elevated. Mm-hmm. It is from fasting. Explain the science of that, because I do get a lot of, I do get some pushback from my clients who then go to their doctor and they run to me and tattle and say, my doctor wants, this is terrible because my, my cholesterol is up. What is the science behind that?
1: I'm the, probably the worst guy to get into the science because I've, <laughs> I've dived into so many different doctors. But I, I would advise in the carnivore code itself with Dr. Paul Saladino, he does talk quite a bit about the LDL specifically. Okay. I have heard uh, many doctors on podcasts compare treating LDL is like taking the firemen that are there for the fire and killing them.
0: Oh, so they're very important. LDL's very important.
1: Of course it is. So we don't want to drop it out. One thing to note, though, that I've been on this page a little bit, and I have heard other experts in the field say, if your LDL is high, but you're obese like I was, that could potentially be a problem. Got it. If you're metabolically healthy, it's no problem. Got it.
0: Yeah, there is something... To say, and you feel this way now, Mm -hmm. of being slim and fit and not, you know, what I always tell my clients, I'm in my closet (laughs) doing my podcast, but I usually don't have a white screen behind me and I have my clothes so they can see my clothes. I say one of the greatest things for a woman, I don't know if men do this, but women buy things for the season and we love it, but that's because we were skinny that season. And then the next year when it gets that temperature again, we can't fit in it. But one of the great things about the confidence of me knowing that I weigh what I weigh, what I, you know, what I weighed 30 years ago is that things always fit in my closet. And cause we have four distinct seasons in Arkansas. And mm-hmm. so when we start getting things for fall and then we'll have winter, I know all those things fit, even if they were skinny pants last year, I'm the same size. I weigh. I'm probably smaller. Cause that's the other thing about intermittent fasting it's the body recomposition that happens. Tell me about that for you. What what was your largest waist size you had? And and what is it now?
1: Because that's a good barometer. Yeah, the largest mm-hmm. is 46 pants. Wow. So today I'm 32. So I, wow. fit, I fit some 30 pants I I have as well. So. Okay,
0: okay, so this is good. I'm looking at your weight at 185 to 190, 5'8 and a half because I'm 5'8. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I on the chart that says your BMI. Wh- where is that on that chart? Because that really none of that it's a matters. Bogus
1: chart. <laughs>
0: the totally bogus chart, but yeah. it is something. Again, our government tried to use That's to right. tell us if we were fat or not. You could look down and tell if you're fat or not.
1: Yeah, So what, <laughs> what I you're tell not my. It's what I tell my friends. If you can look down and see your penis. You're- <laughs> oh. okay. guess what? I
0: didn't, guess didn't what? know we were going there today. Okay.
1: If you if you can look down and see it, then you're probably okay. If you can't, you need to lose some weight.
0: So that means men really get big abdomens. Yes. See, women kind of, because of our hormones, estrogen, mm-hmm. we kind of get it all over when we gain weight. I think that's about right. So um, we're not looking at appendages when- no. So, um, but your waist size now is yep. that of a high school athlete. Yeah. yeah. You know, so on, but on that bogus BMI chart, are you overweight?
1: Yes. I think I'm, at, <gasps> I think I'm 28 is what they have me at.
0: Are you kidding me? No. And you have a waist size that's 32 or 30?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Figure I mean, that out. Come I'm fitting, on. so I'm fitting into my, I, I just did it as a test. So my eight-year-old, yeah, I could fit in her jacket. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I fit into her coat. So that tells me, like, it really tells you about the BMI. It's not everything. Just like weight. You know, weight is not everything. And that's where the BMI no. comes from. And body composition. People are so focused on this scale right? Like, Oh, I gained two pounds today. What's going on? Well, it doesn't matter. You know what? I am up four pounds today from yesterday. We're going to be up and down depending on it's, our activity, depending on what you eat. It's so ate.
0: arbitrary. That's right. And depending on what you had, when you had, and again, loving the foods that love you back. I had soy the other night because I didn't take my own oh. uh, coconut aminos when we had sushi. I didn't get on the I wouldn't get on the scale. I don't really weigh that often, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the next day because I had a headache. My face was puffy. I could have been up five pounds. Well, that makes people want to walk off the flat earth and think, well, this is it. No, it it is so arbitrary, that number. And I hate that that, you know, you go to the doctor, you don't even see the doctor yet because you have to be condemned on that stupid scale first. And then you're miserable during your appointment because all you're thinking about was, oh my gosh, the scale said so and so. And the scaled in me thing so were you because you know dr fung there in toronto not too far from you you know he was it, it was his realization as a nephrologist who a nephrologist sees people with uh, type 2 diabetics often have organ failure okay. you know another problem with type 2 diabetes um, and he would have these patients who came in and he said i know they were doing everything they were told to do because they were scared of getting having dialysis or being on the kidney transplant list he said and they ate the calories i told them to eat and they still weren't losing weight and he was kind of the first that i know of besides michael mosley and a few others but of kind of western medicine saying i think if you reduce the amount of hours in the day that you eat the weight will come off mm-hmm hi friends as you can see i have a lot of enthusiasm about intermittent fasting that's because it changed my life and the way i think back in 2017 in fact it's infected every part of my life now in lowering our insulin loads that i became a student at the institute for integrative nutrition in new york and now i have my certification as an integrative nutrition health coach that means that I'm seeing clients. I can do that through, obviously, Zoom calls. You can do that through FaceTime. You can do that one-on-one in person. And if you're interested in becoming a client of mine, you can just email me, LisaFishersed.com. We'll put that link in the show notes, said.com. Now, back to the program. And so, now I know for you, though, you changed your diet to, it sounds like. Did you go strictly carnivore then when you started reducing the amount of hours in the day you ate?
1: No. So what oh. I actually did, so in 2019 when I started, my diet uh, stayed similar to how I was eating. So very gluten-free. I was still consuming seed oils, but yeah. I would call it uh, a combo of a uh, paleo and keto. So I don't know, you're familiar with Rob Wolf at the time and mark and mark sisson Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so i did them along with uh elaine i forget her last name but the name of the diet is called the specified carbohydrate diet it's actually a diet from dr haas in the 1930s yeah they created specifically for celiacs oh okay so i still did that diet and I, i i was pretty i was very successful but of course you go into the store and i didn't know any better then. I buy all the keto bars that you see at the store and guess what? They're full of those seed oils. They're They're, crap. They're just junk. It's
0: crap. Yeah. It's just junk food. It's like eating a Snickers bar. Yeah.
1: A Snickers bar that says (laughs) gluten-free.
0: That's right. That's exactly right.
1: But I still, you know, with the fasting, I I still lost weight. That's how bad my insulin resistance was. So what do you think
0: your insulin reading was then? Do you know?
1: I don't have because Doctors
0: don't, they don't test. That's what Bickman says. They don't test it. You have to ask.
1: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't have a clue what it was. Yeah. So in fact, I, this coming, we next one or two weeks. So that's the funny thing with my doctor too, is he's like, I'll, I'll send you the blood work. You go do your lab and you can read it yourself. I'm like, sure.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, is he I'm busy?
0: Like, I mean,
1: no. isn't that his job? I, I think it's probably because I'm quite, um, Oh. vocal about my yeah, me <laughs> about too. My yeah. right that that's totally okay but i did get my fasting insulin ordered so this will be the first time i see good. Where, where it's at good so we'll see where i'll, I'll post i'll post it and then you can tell me
0: do i'll put it in the show notes
1: sure yeah when, because that's as as what's fascinating because i of do need
0: work. to i need to say one side note and then we're gonna yeah. go to but where your diet is so one of my clients who mm-hmm. i'm coaching sweet thing she's 60 years old um she's morbidly obese and so i always ask everybody before we start health coaching do you have any medical conditions or concerns i need to know about just so that i'm we're working in tandem with your healthcare provider and she's morbidly obese Mm -hmm. she went no i said and i even said it like this i said so you don't have any type 2 diabetes or anything no she could hardly fit in the chair she was in so we all tested our insulin but she feels bad her knees hurt her head hurts i mean she so she's starting intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. She's doing great. Got her insulin level back. So insulin again, fasting insulin is something you have to ask your healthcare provider for. And Dr. Hyman and Dr. Bickman wanted around five or six, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And so we had a couple in there who theirs were eight and ten. Hers is forty. That is that is the DEFCON five emergency alarm you here mm-hmm. because dr bickman says insulin has a 20-year predictability on your health meaning 20 years ago it could have told her hey when you're 60 you're gonna have trouble getting in and out of the chair mm-hmm. but she's doing everything right now and i'm really proud of her but she told me later because we talked about it in our group she said i'm a little embarrassed that everyone heard that was 40 i said they don't know what that means and i went you're doing something about it, you know, but she's seeing that she had probably abused her body, but didn't know. Cause you know what her A1C, the markers, her glucose is fine. Her glucose was 90 yeah, and her A1C was fine. Y'all you've got to check your insulin to see the best barometer of your health. So that's just an aside for anybody listening, but back to you. So you started on an- an- another ahead.
1: side note on that as well. Get your full cholesterol panel checked, and there's actually a, a cool free calculator people can do, is yeah. at bloodcode.com, and that will okay. tell you your yes. insulin resistance.
0: Yes, because Doctor Bickman even says there's such a tie between high blood glucose, high insulin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: high cholesterol. But in my case, my cholesterol is high, but my insulin is so low. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to zip it. Not, yeah.
1: But you're, the, here's the thing, is your cholesterol is probably fine because it's your triglyceride numbers that are the most important, right? It's not so much the LDL. You want the high LDL, the different ratios in the blood code. So I think people just are not aware of that. Doctors are not even aware of how to measure it. And that's why I say, so back to the PCUS. it's the diabetes of the ovaries. I yeah. call hypogonadism the diabetes yeah. of the testicles.
0: Have you talked to an endocrinologist about that? Of course I have. And do they agree with you?
1: Uh, His, uh, so I won't mention his name, but his response is, oh, that's a possible theory. They won't get in, they won't get into specifics because they don't want to study it. So there's some study scientists out there that's like Dr. Bickman that has studied hypogonadism and wants to speak out. Come see Lisa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Because, so if we think about PCOS, yep. though, what's crazy about that, Keith, is elevated testosterone in a woman. Mm-hmm. So hypogonadism, you probably had.
1: Decreased. You
0: probably it, it decreased. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the exact opposite. Exact
1: opposite. But you know what? You know what was in common with me? My my pituitary gland also stopped working. So I was diagnosed with hypopituitarism and my FSH and LH hormones stopped.
0: So men will still have FSH and LH? LH?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: That's interesting. Boy, the human body is fascinating, isn't it?
1: It is. But there was really the only thing that i can think of that if they would have tested for and knew about it is the insulin resistance because probably maybe my sugars were fine i don't know but they never tested it so if you're listening to this and you have low testosterone yeah. go get your cholesterol checked your a1c fasting insulin fasting glucose and see where you're at with insulin Oh, resistance for sure because it's heavily sure. tied i'm not advocating saying everybody out there will get the magic fix like i did but i was on right. I was on the testosterone gels, the androgel that's out there. I was on the shots, you know, bent over on the couch, getting my wife to stick me in the needle mass. And then I became the incredible Hulk on that stuff. Like, it's just, it's not good, right? Because you're so tired. You're so lethargic. And you know what another symptom of it is? What? Depression. Oh, for sure. So do you think maybe in 2008 when they said, oh, here's some, Antidepressants, maybe they should have checked my testosterone at the time.
0: And the antidepressant you're talking about, the SSRI, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, I think is what it is, Um, they do mess with your insulin. So Mm -hmm. that would have put you into type 2 diabetes. Probably. You know, it's also people don't realize the pill for the ill is that the pill may cause another ill. But nobody asked because remember the doctors are really good with pharmacology dosing your size for how much how many milligrams you need of whatever it is. Um, so 2019 did you know then did someone introduce you to the term of fasting?
1: Uh, way back I had a I had a few moments where I was introduced to it. Um, but not not really. I actually got lucky well- I got lucky and I landed into a thrift store and saw the book called The Guide to Intermittent Fasting, Dr. Jason
0: Doctor Fung. Dr. Fung's book, yeah. yeah. So um, At that point, so when you first heard about it years ago, because one of my clients now who started at 370 mm-hmm. and now he's at 283 and his his waist size is now down to a 40, you know, he's coming down, yeah, it, which is, is the waist size he had in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he said when he first heard about it, he thought, oh, I can't do that. Did you think in the beginning, I can't, I can't, I can't starve myself, but we're not starving ourselves.
1: Um, well, because I read that book, uh, that was like the weekend that I got sick. I read that book and I just said, you know what? Like, I, I honestly, I expected it to fail because <laughs> every other diet plan that oh. I've done failed. So it's like, eh, whatever, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's a diet, the flavor of the month. And surprisingly, it didn't fail me. And within two to three weeks, I started noticing results, as in results that people look at as results weight loss. So that's when I realized that, you know, there is something to this. And then I started digging deeper. And my next book was Obesity Code, of course, like many are out there.
0: Now, didn't you think so? My first book was uh, Jen Stevens. Um, delay, don't deny. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the library and I got Dr. Fung's book, that one. But it was too sciencey for me at first. He, because he's so, my gosh, yeah. what a brain that man has. So I got the audibles on those. Okay. And it was easier for him because it would say, "Please refer to," you know, <laughs> whatever this. Because he would do the the science of it mm-hmm. in like a formula or something. I'd go, "When well, that's too much." <sighs> I just need to know what this is doing yes. for me. And then uh once you understand it once you understand it, Keith, I feel like it's a hand in glove. I wouldn't go any other way.
1: No, I would absolutely I, not.
0: That's why this isn't a diet. It's not a program.
1: Yeah. It's you know what our cells are programmed it, to do. They're programmed it to re- fast.
0: That's it. We we are that's it. That's it. We are programmed to fast. And Dr. Fung says it and ancient traditions have told us and mm-hmm. Um, I've even told the story. I have a rare swallowing disorder. I have several autoimmune conditions and one nobody even has. Nobody's heard about. But my advanced clinician, I have to go out of state to see him, Mm -hmm. told me a few years ago, I had the best case he's ever seen. I've had it 24 years and some people are on a feeding tube by now. And mine's great. And he Mm -hmm. said, I'll tell you why yours is doing so well. He goes, you're giving your digestion a break. He said, we were never intended to eat. From six a.m. to ten p.m. at night. Never.
1: Every three hours I'll let.
0: Every <laughs> Keith, I did it. I did it. I kept yeah. snacks with me. I yeah. I did all the things. And I was hungrier than I've ever been in my life. I thought about food. When I ate like that, I thought about food all the time because I had to think about what my next meal was gonna be. And then the next meal. Now, like you, I've had a I'm probably at nineteen hours now fasting. Um uh, you know, I'll eat when I get hungry later. What about you? How what 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 is your schedule now?
1: Ah, uh, so typically my schedule is nineteen five, but there are days in there I throw an omad where, if I have yeah. extra, typically dairy because I'm I love my dairy, which yeah. is typically plain yogurt. You wouldn't think plain yogurt is bad, but if you really want to lose weight, don't eat that stuff. <laughs> so. I'm Oh, really? I, yeah. I am on this I'm on this thing right now where I'm up like a pound or two. It's like, yeah, I want to get down. So, to get down, it doesn't take me doesn't take me long. I just cut out plain yogurt. I can still have my berries like I do. Yeah. But for some reason, there's it hits some sort of inflammation in my body and yeah. I can feel it. Just that plain yogurt. I suppose if it was A2 dairy, which is little more pricier it would probably be fine Uh but i just like to treat myself sometimes a little too much
0: yeah uh what did you what foods did you give up now obviously you had to give up celiac for your life yes um some of those people are dairy intolerant i guess you're not
1: i Um, don't know about that i i could be because uh typically what will happen is i'll get this like like this hork when I have dairy, so I don't eat it as often as I used to. I just dude.
0: My husband starts clearing his throat. We all know if he's had gluten yeah, or dairy, exactly, because he starts clearing his throat. We're like yeah. Dad's had milk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> deal with it. So he he's eliminated the gluten part, but he's like, oh, I love my dairy.
1: Right now, my food is very limited, and that's just because of my GI issues that I've had for so many years. Um, beef, of course, is my number one go-to. I can't eat chicken. Chicken just gives me really bad heartburn. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Fish I sometimes will have. I can have that. That seems to be okay. Um, Avocado I have that maybe once or twice a week. I have just frozen berries because otherwise I eat them like an endless cycle path. And I just, Mm -hmm. if they're frozen, I don't eat them as fast. (laughs) Good, okay. (laughs) Um, And that's pretty much, and salt. I salt. I call that. I think that's one thing that is not talked about enough.
0: I, I'm the all about it. You know? I, I'm all about it. In fact, so I had my soy sauce yeah. two nights ago. I had a headache all day yesterday. And for the first time in maybe a year, I had a Coke, a real Coke. Oh. I wanted, cause I needed the caffeine and the bubbles. Yeah. I was like, and I couldn't get rid of it. And I really didn't want to take Tylenol cause yeah. bad on your liver. Yeah. So, and now I'm thinking that I'm, the soy sauce and those things, um, the way that you retain water, I probably needed really real electrolytes. I thought about it last night before I went to bed cause I was thirsty then things like that. And so I got rid of the crappy salt obviously. And so I just got my, the good Redmond sea salt, I think is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I just Red, got that. Yeah.
1: Redmond. I, I yeah. eat that stuff like it's candy.
0: Yeah, and so now and yesterday I thought because sometimes you can't be objective about your own self. Mm-hmm. Like if someone came to me and told me this, I'd go, "You need some more salt," you yeah. know. But I I didn't, and so now I'm thinking I'm gonna go downstairs when I leave here and eat some salt. That's that Dr. James D. Nicolatonio or whatever. Have yeah. you seen him? Oh yeah,
1: no, I I follow him. He's he's smart.
0: he's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, he says, "Stop blaming sugar." Uh, For what, no, stop blaming salt for what sugar has done to you. Stop. Yeah. Because people go, well, I'm a type two diabetic. You need more salt. Yeah. You know, everything's like, you need more salt. Yeah. So that's something I really work on. And and several of my clients, anyone listening, a good thing to do if you are transitioning to an intermittent fasting livelihood, lifestyle, Mm -hmm is to drink warm water with salt in it. I love hearing your kids in the background. Sorry. I love little kids.
1: Sorry, people. I, think I have a six-year-old and eight-year-old, so that's who you hear talking.
0: I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I think it's absolutely wonderful. And you know what's wonderful is they could see your journey, that this wasn't a diet. Yeah. This was the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. Yes. And it changed your life. I mean, they know that dad's not fat dad anymore. He's skinny dad.
1: Yeah. They see pictures before pictures of me, and they're like, that's not you, they, dad. That's not you. They
0: probably can't even believe it. Yeah, You know, and I was thinking too about your family. You know, there's a Bible verse that says, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. That's, and Jen Stevens says that her own mother and brother or father, none mm-hmm. of them do intermittent fasting. They think, well, that worked for you. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm going to go on my low calorie diet and see how things yeah, work. Yeah, good luck. So, yeah, good good luck. And that's another thing that Dr. Fung talks about, the science of low calorie diets. Mm-hmm. They are destined For failure. They're not destined for long-term success. Now, if you need to do them for a short amount of time.
1: Can I clear a misconception on Dr. Fung's world?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So a lot of people that fast Dr. Fung way will say, well, Dr. Fung says I can have cream in my coffee. Oh. So actually, actually, he says that you can to get started, but no, it is low calorie diet and that is not fasting. So Dr. Fung does not advocate for cream in your coffee. If you listen to his YouTube videos and if you read the book properly, it doesn't right. say to do that. And we have so many people that have this conception of thinking I can put cream in my coffee. I was one of them.
0: And, and drink bone broth. People and tell drink- me I can drink bone broth because Dr. Yep. Fung said, Jen Stevens yep. reminded me two weeks ago in a podcast. Yep. She says, those are training wheels. They are. And, and Dr. Fung, remember I said earlier, he was dealing with morbidly obese people and he wanted compliance from them.
1: Figure out what's worse. So here, here's the way he puts it. What's worse being 600 pounds and being on a low calorie diet or (laughs) not. (laughs) Right. You know, so you gotta pick, you gotta pick the risk, but if you really want to get elevated in how you feel and not be hungry and thinking about food a bazillion times
0: never do yeah
1: you know you and that's that's the other thing dr mark hyman talks about a lot is the cephalic response so there's actually people that are i was listening to one of his videos that he put on recently about the cephalic response when you think about food that's an interesting thing so if you're sitting there because you can release insulin right right? you can't so your insulin will spike just by thinking about food
0: and here's something that I've had to re-educate myself yep. about. In the beginning of intermittent fasting, I just thought, well, insulin's bad because it's fat-storing hormone. Mm-hmm. But now, the more I know the science, we have to have it.
1: Of course, yes.
0: I mean, you can't live, and Dr. Bickman says, over 200, and maybe it was more than that, uh, processes in our body are dependent on insulin's role and in, and unlocking the cell to release glucose to the cells. So our cells need it, mm-hmm. but too much of a good thing, it's a bad thing. You well, know? that's much it's like,
1: not... that's much like dopamine, right? Too much of dopamine is yeah, a that's, bad right. Same, that's right. thing. That's right. Similar effect.
0: Yeah, that's right. But cocaine addiction or whatever, you know, meth or whatever that f- lights up the a response in your brain, um, Wait, you're saying something else. My brain, I'm sorry, my ADD acts up. Um, oh, cephalic response. Yes. So um, that's been done on mice mm-hmm. showing that. So you, this is what I tell my clients. They say, well, you know, I was at, I was at the airport and I walked through and I, I saw the Cinnabon counter and I thought about it and they're blowing that stuff out yeah. in the, for you to smell it at the airport. And Jen Stevens always says, "You can't control what you can't control. Just mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. Just go on, and just get to your gate and drink the black coffee and the iced tea or and whatever you drink, and fly. You will feel so much better flying in the fasted state. Trust me. Yeah. And not drinking on the flight and all those things. In fact, I've flown around the world and don't have the jet lag because they're bringing out snacks, you know, on international flights." Flying to like Dallas to London and then we went to Paris. They are bringing out food. It feels like hourly, and every time, look, I'm going. No finally yeah. the flight attendants ask me. If, they're like, "What? What? what what's wrong?" <laughs> you know, and I said, "I'm I'm fasting and I'm not going to eat until it's two o'clock my body's time," and it was it's six it was six hours ahead at that point. She goes, "Well, it's eight p.m. now." And I go, but it's not two, It's not two pm It's not eight p.m. to my body. I said, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna eat till it's time.
1: You eat based on your circadian rhythm is how you eat.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what time of day do you open your window?
1: Uh, usually around noon to two p.m. somewhere in there, and I always shut it down before seven p.m. But usually, at six p.m. is the absolute latest that I eat, just because I yeah. don't like to eat too late. Otherwise, I sleep horrible
0: right yeah that's the other thing about eating it can interrupt uh, in fact it just happened to me that i waited we were having dinner with somebody mm-hmm. and so i didn't open my window till about six o'clock eight till about eight thirty, and uh, again because of my swelling disorder i i can't um my esophagus doesn't work properly that's not a good fit for me so i thought this is what you have to do too sometimes Next time, I'll just tell people, oh, are you guys going to eat dinner? I'll eat before I go. No one cares. Yeah. Nobody cares that you're not eating. I can tell you that because there have been many things I've been to that I'll just like that on the yeah. airplane or at a luncheon. You just pass and then you go, oh, no one cares about what you're eating. And it helps. It helped. It interrupted my sleep that night for sure that I ate later than I normally do. Um okay, we're about out of time, but I can't stand not knowing all these things. So you went from 316, you went to 185, 190. How long what time period are we talking about?
1: So July 2019, I weighed to be clear, I was 287
0: pounds. Right. You you you're high, your all-time high was three seventeen.
1: That's right. So in twenty twenty, I think is uh probably January twenty twenty, I was just shy of uh little over 200 pounds, I think 210 or something like that.
0: You lost that amount of weight in six months.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah, it just melted off. And now, like, if I want to lose weight, it's a heck of a lot slower, but I'm not so focused on that scale. So I don't – it doesn't really bother me. I I do stuff – I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's called Bod Pod. It's like a fat assessment.
0: Yeah, I've seen that somewhere – so does that give you a, a, a measurement then of what's going on in your body?
1: That's right. Proper body fat, muscle okay. assessment, not so that's much, good. not so much the muscle weight. Cause I, like, well, it does muscle weight, not so much the actual overall weight. Cause I don't care about that. But what I do care about is my body fat is going higher Then that's definitely a problem. Yeah. But, I,
0: um, and then w- workouts, what do you do for exercise?
1: So I typically, I, I was over-exercising, so I actually ended up injuring my back because I got, oh, I got this new body running around like a little kid. Right. And ended up herni- herniating my disc a bit, but uh, I know. Wow. I know. So that, that's okay. So I'm calmer now. I do Pilates. I do yoga. Good. I get up first thing in the morning. I do my meditation. I do my breath work. Those are the, the basis of stuff. Uh, I walk every single day. I get ten to fifteen thousand steps a day. I just feel good when I do that. Yeah. Uh, resistance training two to three times a week.
0: Good. And then um, your non-scale victories. What are the things that you? Because uh, sometimes those herniated discs or injured discs repair yeah. because of intermittent fasting. Sounds crazy, but it's true.
1: It's no, it's definitely hundred percent true. Like I'm, uh, some of my therapists that I see. Because right now I'm doing physiotherapy four times a week. Mm-hmm. And they they're kind of blown away at how fast I'm doing my repair. But mm-hmm. actually my biggest NSV I'll, I'll, that I'll celebrate today actually is my wife told me this morning, she was like, this is the first Halloween that she has ever had where she hasn't touched candy. Oh yeah. So
0: is she intermittent fasting as well?
1: She is now. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you do for a living Keith?
1: I'm uh. Cybersecurity guy, okay in IT. So
0: you're home. You're in front. You know you have the temptations of foods around you.
1: Uh nope. So actually, when the pandemic hit, we stayed in the office. Oh, good. So it, that's totally okay. So I, at lunchtime, I run. I run away at lunchtime. I'll go for a walk or I'll go for a hike. I I just avoided the lunchroom. It might yeah. see me as antisocial, but I didn't care because my goal. <laughs> My goals ah, right. are bigger than the right. the shame that you think that people have on you when you don't eat. And right. The constant goodies, the constant chocolates that come in. Like it's just, for me, it's not really temptations anymore.
0: No, you can pass because you want to save it for something that you really love. Yes. And so for a celiac, what do you do then? What's your, what's your birthday dessert?
1: That's changes. Uh, last year, yeah. uh, last year I, I had a, did I have a keto cake? I think I had a keto cake with some ice cream and I knew like I knew for probably three or four days, I'm going to feel bloated. I'm just not going to feel good, but that was just a chance that I took this year. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Maybe a steak eggs
0: (laughs) with a candle in it. Yeah.
1: I I don't know. There's some people that do that, but I just, (sighs) I'm kind of, I don't know. I I don't want to be so orthorexic with what I eat. I want to be very selective of foods and have some foods in moderation and know that yeah, they're going to taste good for that short term and I'll enjoy that high. Of course, because
0: I know but
1: I'm not going to do it every single yeah. day of my life. I'll do it on the celebrations where it's like, okay, that feels good. Was it worth it? Maybe, maybe not. It really depends. So, if I'm going to have cake in March, which is when my birthday is, it better be damn good. Otherwise, I'm not going to touch right. it.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, I could see everything you approach, it's all or nothing. And you approached, because mm-hmm. that orthorexic personality is yes. someone that you're not going to win a little. You're going to get the gold medal every time. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. that's, you know, you know your limits with that, but you also know that you have to dial it back sometimes and not be so hard on yourself, whereas others can't even... They don't even have the motivation to even do it one day. You would do it all the days. Did you ever do longer fasts? Were you ever into uh, the every other day diet or extended fasting? Yeah,
1: I I delved a bit for a couple months into the ADF. Um, I wasn't super successful at it. If anything, it just kept me maintained at a weight. Yeah. And then I just stopped it because I just didn't feel the greatest. But I was also not super focused on my electrolytes and keeping those replenished so that's pretty much it i do want to do one more extended fast maybe but i i don't know i'm I'm looking at a three to five day fast sometime in the next six months
0: they're hard i mean i've just done the alternate day fasting a few times Mm. and i like eating every day
1: I enjoy my food. Uh, so
0: too. then what, here's one trick that yes. you can tell everybody, what is it you do then to keep your electrolytes balanced?
1: Okay. That do you is... add
0: salt to your water.
1: Yeah. So here, I'll show you this. So make sure to look at the YouTube video. See that brown. Okay. Yeah. That's all rust. <laughs> it, it's from, from the salt, from the salt. So I put, mm-hmm. I, I have a ton of salt. I put it into my water. Nobody else can drink it. Cause they're like, tastes like, tea. <laughs> Tastes like seawater, but that's typically how I get my electrolytes. But if I'm feeling horrible, usually it's like a magnesium or potassium. So I do sometimes supplement with that stuff. So I just buy like a very inexpensive electrolyte supplement. But there are some companies out there like Rob Wolf's company, the LMB, has uh, even Redmond. They have the Relight, the unflavored. Okay, uh, that's that one actually tastes pretty good. So I have that for quick fixes, but you can certainly make your own electrolytes as well. It's not that difficult. Just go to YouTube and you can do a little bit. There's actually there's a cool. I don't know if you've heard of the diet or not. Uh, the snake juice diet. Have you heard about that guy?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: look that up. So I don't. I don't recommend people do it necessarily, but his right. drink is. It is an electrolyte. Okay. And that's what it is. And it just makes you feel good. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, why am I feeling off? Yeah. You're probably at the point where you've already depleted your sodium and your potassium. Okay. Maybe even your magnesium and calcium, because those are the four essentials that you really have to keep up. So when you're feeling weak, it's probably magnesium, which means the other ones are also going to be depleted as well. So it's important to keep electrolytes up. So
0: do you treat like yesterday, should I've treated my headache? I didn't take a Tylenol. I didn't take a painkiller, but do you think I should have gone for the salt and, or done? Cause I do have an electrolyte powder here. Mm-hmm. You th- is that sometimes a good fix? Do you think?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Electrolytes. Anytime that you're feeling bad, have electrolytes and it. We usually kick in within half an hour. You'll start feeling, Oh, I feel better. And you can, even for myself, I can actually watch my, because I started doing the finger prick. I I assume you're familiar with Marty Kendall. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yes. I've been measuring my uh, sugar levels in his uh, group a little bit just to watch what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty stable, but if my electrolytes are off, then I can definitely see my sugar. My sugar will actually be off as well.
0: Again, it's all tied people. That's
1: right. It is. We're one year. system.
0: that's why too, uh, because people say, can I just get a CGM to check? And I go, no, that's glucose. And that's, yes. we need to know what your insulin is doing. Cause insulin is the cart before the horse. You that's know what why-
1: another cool marker is that ties in What heart rate variability. So I, I measure that and I can correlate. And there's actually studies out there that correlate HRV with blood okay. glucose. So of course it's going to be different for everybody. Like, but for example, a good HRV score is like 59 to say 65 mm-hmm. is a good. So that's basically your vagus nerve, right? The function of your vagus. And mm-hmm. if you're too far low, your cortisol will spike. Well, your insulin's going to mm-hmm. be totally out of whack. But if your right. HRV scoring is really bad and you're in this constant chronic stress of your cortisol just always being elevated, you're not going to out that. Look what it does. Yeah. Look what happens when you're stuck in the cortisol state. You're not going to digest anything. You're not going to absorb anything. You're going
0: to be puffy with a big old belly, right. and your face is. You just look bad. You feel bad. High Get, cortisol gets is, yourself
1: de-stressed, and I just wish peop- yeah. more people would talk about that stuff and how it heavily ties into the insulin response as well. It's a big factor,
0: and and our health. That's right. Again, back to let's. One time I told my husband, I go, mm. "Why? Are, what we ought to mandate is breath work." Um, Sunshine, all these things. And he went, No, Lisa, we don't believe in mandates. I go, Oh, yeah, yeah, that. (laughs) We don't believe in mandates. But I said, Why? It's a shame that we don't have healthcare providers saying, Let's do these things. Hmm. And you may not have to do that thing you don't want to do if you don't want to do it. So I told you we would talk 50 minutes, 55 minutes. It's been an hour and five minutes. No, No, I I, I
1: like to talk sometimes.
0: No, (laughs) remember, all or nothing. Yes,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're all or nothing that you have an uh, HRV looking at heart rate variability. I was like, this guy is you're in it. Mm -hmm. You are in it and you're changing lives. I mean, that's what it does. We it's I have my health coaching. It's a degree from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, New York. And we always say it's a ripple effect Mm -hmm. that we tell some people and it. Just we want to tell more people because we want people to have better health. Yes. And you don't have to buy anything. You don't sign up under anybody. You make the choices for you and they don't have no regard to your caloric intake. It's nutrient dense food. So that's what you're doing every day. Okay. Well, go eat your steaks that you're going to have today. (laughs) And um, you're great job. Okay. Great job. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher said podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review. Won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.